York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And you see that today the Knicks just beat these Portland Trailblazers uh, 98 to 128. And we have our guy RJ Barrett, who once again scores over 30 points for the ninth time this season. So shout out to RJ Barrett and the gun test for him. 31 points, five assists, two steals, and four rebounds. Julius Randle had a shaky game when it comes to shooting, but he gives you 20 points, 7 assists, 9 rebounds. Fournier is finding his stride, gives you 14 points, 6 assists, 2 steals, 2 rebounds. Quickly, damn near had a perfect game on the night with 18 points and 6 assists. Bride kicks in with 7, Toppy pops out with 13 points and 2 steals. Mitch gives you 5 blocks. The Knicks give you 31 assists. All the night, gunshots for the Knicks because Sharon is indeed caring and the Knicks get the Portland Trailblazers back and defeat them by 30 points. And I am here to talk about it all with the KOT family. So gunshots in the air for the Knicks win. Uh, shout out to Picks for Timmy, shout out to Fritz Alessandro, shout out to Gerald McIver. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show man also as you know man hit that like button hit the subscribe button if you're new to the channel because we talk we go we're here after every game talking knicks basketball and today we finally get to talk about a knicks win and you know what you already know the deal is man after the all-star break when you have a season like this you already know what are we looking for we're looking for the kids the kids the kids and today we saw a little bit of the kids and who was the leader of all the kids uh the 21 year old rj barrett aka broadway barrett bodmon barrett whatever you want to call him rj barrett had himself a night a number 30 point game tonight and it seemed like he got it going early he, he started off a little bit shaky missing a few open three-point shots but then he got it going he started hitting shots he started going to the lane, and he seems like, once again, he's figured it out. R.J. Barrett gave you 31 points, 50% on the field, 45% for three, five assists, and two steals. And you're looking at this free throws. You're looking at these free throws right here, six of seven from the free throw line. Last month, he was, he was horrid, horrid from the free throw line. But this month, he's shooting over 80% from the free throw line. And it's resulting in the higher field goal percentage so far this month. He's averaging around 24 points a game this month. And it looks like R.J. Barrett has finally figured it out on the night. But And, and here's the thing. This is what you're looking for. This is what you're looking for R.J. This is what you're looking for Star J. This is what you're looking for these Knicks. Because it's nice. It's nice to see, you know, a Knicks win. It's nice to see us win in general because it helps you feel good. Unless you're part of, of, of Team Tank, right? But what you really, the Knicks fans really want to see is they want to see R.J. Barrett. They want to see Jericho Sims. They want to see McBride. They want to see Emmanuel Quickly. They want to see the young guns fly. That's what they want to see. And we got to see a little bit of that today. Um, and I'm going to touch on those guys today. 
But first, before I even touch on those guys, I'm going to just give R.J. Barrett his flowers because he put a, a nice game on today. Had like 20 points in the first half, and it just seems like this is like another another day in the office for R.J. And I, I kind of feel like now that he's back home and we're away from that West Coast trip, I feel like, you know, when the team is home, there's more time to practice. There's more time to get in the gym. The sleep patterns are back to normal. And I feel like we're going to start to see even more, even better offensive games from this team. And I think we're going to close out the season pretty strong in general. And 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 uh, not only that, I feel like there will be a, a late push where we string, to get, win, string together a lot more wins than we usually have for the entire season. I do expect to see that. But um, I'm not sure... Making the play in to me is still a long shot though, because the other teams still have to lose. But I do, I do feel like you know, we playing the Hawks, the Hawks a few times, playing the Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets a few times, and we've been playing better for the better part of a couple of months. Um, and this team is looking more and more like the old last year Tom Thibodeau team because of the, the emergence of Manuel quickly, um, who who seems to find another rhythm, and he's changed his play style a little bit more. R.J. Barrett has changed a little bit more. Um, Mitchell Mitchell Robinson is healthy. Sims Sims is contributing more. It seems like the team the team is finding a little bit of synergy, but the timing is a little bit wrong. So I do feel like I do feel like the time I do feel like we're gonna start to string together a little a lot more wins, but it might be a little bit too a little too late. And um, I kind of feel like this might contribute to some of the news. That's been coming out because even if you haven't heard, the Bleacher Report has reported that Tom Thibodeau will be returning next season at, as a New York Knickerbocker head coach. And if you follow this channel, everybody was saying, "Oh, he's gonna be fired. He's gonna be fired." I was the one. I was kind of saying, "I don't see him being fired because Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose are boys. They were." Interviewing coaches as formalities for for uh for like like a week, but it was one of those things where it's like oh yeah yeah we're gonna interview you just for the sake of it, but we already knew Tom Thibodeau was the man from the rip, and you're not just gonna you're just not gonna fire your boy um just like that you're gonna give him every chance to win and I'm gonna talk a little bit more about. That Tom Thibodeau thing a little bit later after I talk about the game. So I will circle back to Tom Thibodeau. I will circle back to Tom Thibodeau and his um, head coaching duties with the Knicks. Um, but <laughs> I will say this. The way, he had, the, the way Tom Thibodeau has this team playing right now, as much as we criticize him and I criticize him still to this day, even today during this when I criticize him, I will criticize him. I... Uh, the, the the fact that the team is still playing for him with this losing record and hasn't quit is a sign that the team isn't completely lost. And I'm pretty sure the front office is thinking that. But we're going to move Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose and... and, and Shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. World Wide West and this mess out. We're going to move all of that to the side for now. And we're going to bring that back later. And we're gonna talk about um, the game we had today. And so R.J. Barrett, another great 31-point game. 
um, shot is there and everything else. But I want to move on to something else that I'm starting to notice, and it's a trend, right? I want to talk about uh, Sims. Sims comes in once again, 23 minutes and 54 seconds. 23 minutes and 54 seconds. Why is this important? We see what's happening with Mitch. And if you've been keeping up with the videos that I've been talking about, you know that when the Mitch news broke, right? The Mitch news broke that um, the front office and Mitch have been in talks about an extension for almost the entire season. And this franchise and the Knicks have not um, offered him a significant amount of money. The max you can get is for four years, $48 million. That is the max you can get, right? Um, the report is he has not come close to that. Now, that news came out at the same time that Sims started playing. So what is that telling me? That's telling me the front office is in the background pulling the strings because we already know Leon Rose and these guys, they run a tight ship. They run a tight ship. They don't like news leaking out. Everything is always in-house. It's always in-house. So the fact that that Mitchell Robinson news leaked at the same time Sims magically starts playing over Taz Gibson to me is no accident. They're really, the, they trying to put the news, they trying to leak out the news ahead of time just in case Mitch leaves and they want to see what Sims has. And so bare minimum Sims is getting five minutes a game, even though he should have been getting more. And ever since he started to get consistent minutes, you starting to see that Sims is starting to assert himself. Now today, I'm going to bring it back to my earlier point. Sims played 23 minutes today, 23 minutes, 54, 54 seconds. Mitch Robinson played 24 minutes. Damn near split the minutes in half. Mitch was playing 30 minutes before. 30 minutes, 31 minutes, 32 minutes. Sims' minutes are starting to creep up. Which means the trust factor has now is kicked in for Randall now that he's splitting minutes in half with Mitchell Robinson. Something that he should have been doing way more earlier. But shout out to Mitch, shout out to Sims. He saw his stuff in the Brooklyn game. Before the Brooklyn game, he was only getting five minutes a game, which is preposterous, bruh, bruh. for Tom Thibodeau. But this game, plus 21 on the mic, gives you five points, uh, one block, seven rebounds, uh, four defensive rebounds, and three offenses. Overall, great showing for uh, Sims. Some people are saying he's Mitch's replacement. He can't replace him. I still feel like we should re-sign Mix because Mitch is still a monster player. And I already know, I call I call Sims uh, Nerlens Noel 2.0. Why do I call him Nerlens Noel 2.0? Because he is as agile as Nerlens Noel is. He can give you multiple efforts by um, running up to the three-point line and getting back to his man with ease. Something that Mitch has problems doing because he just doesn't have the agility to do that. Plus, he can actually catch the ball and finish dunks when he catches lobs. So he is, to me, Nerlens Noel 2.0. Makes Nerlens Noel absolutely expendable, for sure. 
And if we lose Mitch, if we lose Mitch, um, he should be able to be, he should be able to be a, a stopgap at the bare least, at the least. And uh, I like I like that he's getting minutes right now. It's about time. Thibodeau, he's been a little bit stubborn on the Sims minutes. You heard me complain about when we played Taj against these big burly uh, seven foot centers. How it's just it's just it's just it's just un, it's like physically it's just impossible to, to for Taj to match with him. And it was a dumb decision. And sp- speaking of that dumb decision, that's why we lost uh, earlier game. Was it against Portland? Was because of that dumb decision. So shout out to the agile gazelle, <laughs> the deaf and learn is the well, in <laughs> Sims who did a great job today. And now I'm gonna talk about Mitchell Robinson and why you know, Mitchell Robinson is no slouch because Mitchell Robinson once again plus nine on the night gives you five blocks tonight and six rebounds. Five blocks on a night and six rebounds. Now, today, I, I do feel like we saw some defensive mistakes. It's crazy because in the beginning, the first two quarters, even though we had five turnovers, I do feel like this is a young team, and this young team took advantage. Uh, they they like to push the ball, and even on May baskets, they pushed the ball and kind of got us cross-matched up and was able to take advantage of us that way on the offensive end, but the Knicks was able to clean that up. But that's neither here or there. They they cleaned it up a little bit later. But I feel like Sims was able to kind of match that playing style more than Mitch was. But I digress. I digress. Mitch still was was pretty good on the night with five blocks. He made a couple of mistakes by by falling for some head fakes. But all in all, there's nobody like Mitch who can guard guards on a critical on the perimeter and block shots like he does. And that's why you have to keep hold on to Mitch. And that's why he's worth four years, 48 million. And we already know this free agency, we're going to have a lot of competition for Mitch. You know what I mean? Uh, probably Dallas. We already heard of Detroit, but I'm, I'm hoping that, um, I'm hoping that we do our due diligence. I'm hoping that we actually get to keep him in house and for a reasonable price, but a lot more than what we've been that we've been rumored to uh, that we've been rumored to offer him. Because I do feel like he is worth that much, in my opinion. Um, now on to the youth. I'm gonna talk about some other youth because Evan Fournier had his moments, but I'm gonna talk about him later. Uh, Randall had a great game. I'm gonna talk about him, talk about him later. Miles McBride. There's been a lot of chatter about how Miles McBride isn't that good. And, you know, he he's overrated and da-da-da-da-da. Here's the thing about Miles McBride. Miles McBride has a full leash in the G League. He's, he's like the number one option in the G League. And it seems like, from what I've seen, he's a lot more comfortable taking risks. Because he's no, he's not going to get pulled. And when he's up here with the Knicks, he seems like he's not trying his dribble moves at must. He seems like he's deferring to me, is what I'm saying. He looks like he's deferring to me. Now, the first time McBride scored 19 points against Houston, there seems like there's a hunger. There was a hunger there, and he had something to prove. It seemed that at that time, he was like, this is my team, and y'all guys are playing with me. 
And that's why he was able to score the 19 points that game and had the game he did. There was no fear. There was no fear. It was kind of like, I felt like he was playing Eminem on in Eminem in, the, in his AirPods while he was playing the game. Like, this is my last shot to make it. I'm going to do what I got to do. And right now, he's deferring. Like, I've seen a couple of times today, even. Um, he had a couple of pick-and-roll opportunities. Where I felt like, um, especially in the fourth quarter, he started to kind of blow by his man, and he got in between the, the gaps. He started to split the defense, but as he was beating them, he turns around and passes the ball quickly. You know what I mean? He turns around and passes the ball quickly. After it seemed like he kind of had his man beat. And that's the thing that he has to change. Uh, and I don't know what happened there. I don't know if the the benching took away a lot of his confidence. Or in his aggressiveness. But I want to see him kind of play a little bit more free. Which is why I kind of, which is why I want to see kids play the kids a little bit more, because I want to see how he reacts against NBA competition with more freedom. Now, a part of this too is mentality. You know what I mean? Mental, like I still feel like McBride has some things to prove. I still feel like he has problems creating separation to get his jumper up. And, to, and creating separation when um when you know he has to blow by people, but you don't have to be the fastest person to blow by people. You can use hezzies and in and outs and things to get by people. We seen we're seeing RJ start to do it right now, where RJ doesn't have the biggest blow by speed, but he's getting by people. You start you, Luca kind of does the same thing, where he uses angles and things to blow by people. McBride kind of feels like he does a lot more of that in the G League. He's too timid to do that right now with the Knicks. But for him to get the respect and for him to get playing time, especially because Grimes is around the corner, and once Grimes comes back, his time will be cut. Grimes will be paid with quickly. Because it's not like McBride is playing, you know, point minutes. He's not playing second ball handler, really. He really hasn't, really. And uh, so he has to be more aggressive and force the issue at some point. Otherwise his playing time is cut or the only, only other time he's going to get minutes is if he's mathematically or we're mathematically outside of the play. -in. So uh, McBride, you need to step it up. There's something there. You can't be as timid. And I understand that, you know, you might have lost a little bit of confidence because Tibbs, you know, Tibbs is playing with your playing time, but Brian McBride, you have to step it up. And and that's why I'm, I'm noticing, like, you, you saw what happened, right? You saw what happened in the later part of the game when there was no pressure. Everybody was running. McBride shoots a three with a defender kind of over him. The rest of the game, he probably would have swung the ball to somebody else and passed it quickly. He shot a three. He, he, he shot a three-way. He wasn't completely open, but it was open enough. He needs to do stuff, more stuff like that, is what I'm saying. Also, shout out to Quickly. Shout out to Quickly, who was also having a good game. 
only missed one shot of the game. It seems like his play style is coming along. It seems like he's found a, a, a better balance of shooting threes and going all the way to the rim. And this season, I, I feel like at least the last two weeks, I've seen quickly mix up the floater game with actually drawing contact and initiating contact on a drive, which is something I haven't seen from quickly for half a season until the last couple of weeks. And I feel like that aggressiveness plus him having the ability to get all the way to the rim is kind of opening up his game a little bit more. So even when he's having bad shooting nights to me over the last few games, it seems like to me he's he's um having a more more of an impact on the game in general. So shout out to Emmanuel quickly. And I'm, I'm going to go to the callers after this. After this, Ob Toppin, Ob Toppin, he's he's back, and I feel like you know I've seen people complaining about Ob Toppin too, and that's because, and I said this last show, we've been using Ob Toppin completely wrong. He's been relegated just being a corner three shooter once again, and but I feel like we're starting to forget. All the things that Obi Toppin does well. Like, coming into the season, his ball handling has gotten a lot better. When we drafted Obi Toppin, he was known as a guy who can kind of post a little bit, but was also a really good instinctive passer. What do we see from Obi Toppin today? We saw Obi Toppin throw an alley-oop to Jericho Sims. So Obi Toppin still has some game. Obi Toppin needs some run too. And hopefully we actually get to see Obi Toppin a little bit more as we come to the end of the season. I I know some guys are kind of down on Obi Toppin. He's kind of forgotten the man right now in Knicks land. He's still not playing that many minutes. And I'm playing 14 minutes a day. And um, I kind of I was kind of tight at Tom because with five minutes, five minutes left, he brought Randall back in as the kids was cooking. As there was no lead, no the lead was not in danger of being lost. He takes out Obi Top and he starts to bring back Randall in. And I'm sitting here like, Bruh. same old, same old Tom Thibodeau who pisses me off with these dumb rotations. While the let the second unit run, when the guys have it going and there's no danger, let the second unit run. We were up 20 plus points. Like I, I don't get the kid, yo. I don't get Tom Thibodeau at all. But Obi Toppin is still a, a, a good, decent NBA player, player with potential. So is McBride. So is IQ, even though he freezes people out sometimes. We have a good young core here. We have something here to work with, despite this season kind of being gone away. Um, but I, I just want to forget. I just, I, I just need you guys to forget. Even though we have a bad season, even, um, even though we're not all the way we want to be, RJ Barrett is still good. Mitchell Robinson has developed, and we have talent on this team. And that's all I have to say about that. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to bring these callers in once again. Uh, so shout out to Picks for Timmy. Shout out to uh, the Nick Gas Oracle. Shout out to Sangfroid 929. Shout out to Telem Alejandro. Shout out to Ricky Beavers and everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. If you like the show so far, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We're going to be here all 82 after every game, win, lose, or draw. And shout out to everybody who's rocking with me when uh, we was having uh, computer problems, all that stuff. Y'all really rock with me because I came over here on an off night and taught Nets basketball. So shout out to the chat. Shout out to the KOT family who's always supporting, all right? All right.
First caller up. We got my man Ken, the editor-in-chief of the KOT show. What's going on, Ken? Jay Ellis, the man. How you doing? I'm, do, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. We got we to gotta win. So you're holding good. it down for us, man, in, 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 in Nickland, man. The, you're the guy everybody's got to come to, man, to, to know what's going on. The Knicks. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> hey, um, I just want to plug really quick the article that we published uh, today. So, uh, so pretty much the name of the article is uh, New York Knicks, fans need to trust the process. So, um, like, you made all the great points about the game and how the team's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think just to add on a little to what you said, because, you, like, you, you know, you're on point on everything, was what I noticed was they were playing with a little more confidence. Like, they were more decisive. They were playing quicker. Right. And I think that's the only way, like, like you said, this team, there isn't a superstar team, so... You can't be doing this slow down iso ball. You got to play quicker. You got to play smarter. You got to play with, with better chemistry Absolutely. to overcome that. And I think we we saw that today. And I, I don't know if it was just maybe the opponent, or it's just you know we already played uh, sixty uh, something games into the season. So so it's just organically happening. But um, but yeah, like you said, um, you mentioned a lot of great things. And I think um, what people just need to keep keep um, uh, focused on is the season the Knicks weren't supposed to be that good. All the experts had them winning about 41, most 43 games. Right. And that's really based on what, like last year was a bit of an aberration because of COVID and the, you know, the condensed schedule and all that stuff. But I think, you know, one thing I just want to mention regarding Tibbs is I agree with the rotations and all the stuff, but a lot of this, like you talked about, is on the front office. Yep. Like, you yep. give a coach players, he's going to play those players. He's playing for his job. He's coaching for his job. And, like, someone mentioned once about uh, online, they were talking about about Memphis. They, they drafted John Moran. What's the first thing they did? They traded Conley. They didn't leave Conley on the roster to give the coach the option to play Conley, who's a veteran. No, no, he says, you're playing the, the rookie. That's the new yeah, franchise yeah. player, you, and you, you lead it right think, into my point for my for, for my coaching for my coach talk, Ken. You, you segue in perfectly, but keep going. <laughs> right, and then the thing like you were talking about, Mitch, like you made this great point. It ain't no coincidence that that Sims is playing because you know that that uh, Tibbs doesn't want to play Sims; he'd rather play Gibson. But he's playing him because they got to see what they have because there's a good chance Mitch is going to be gone. And, and if we know anything about Mitch, his situation is, is messed up. He's got some bad people who are managing him. And that guy, like, you know, he's underpaid. He's only he's never made more than $1.8 million since he's been with the Knicks. Right. So you know he's going to try to get paid this summer. And you, like you talked about, you got teams that are desperate. Um, like, like you said, I think he's worth the four he's – he's definitely worth four years, 12, you know, 48, 12 a year. But you're going to have someone who's going to overpay because there's always a team that overpays. And you got, especially I'm worried about OKC. OKC's got to do something. they got a ton of cap room. Yeah. And like you saw, Jared Allen, who's, who's very similar, like he got, what is it, five years, $100 million, $20 million a year from Cleveland. And, you know, so you can see someone, you know, going over $15 million a year for Mitch. Uh, so I'm worried we're going to lose him. So I think it's no coincidence that they're playing Sims, and I think that's from coming down from above, like you said. Absolutely. So, um, so like I said, 
that so a lot of the tip stuff I put on the front office because you know what? If the team sucks, like I said, everyone's already calling for for Tibbs' job. The guy was coach of the year last year. Thanks. Also this year, you know, we run into some obstacles and and so of course the guy's gonna he's gonna play the guys he trusts. So it's on the front office as well as Tibbs. So get me wrong. But the other thing I just wanted to mention, like I, I talked about in the article, is we all gotta relax. Like like you don't build these championship teams overnight. Like there's no microwave dynasties. Like we talked like, you know, you see Brooklyn, we're all frustrated how good they are. But yeah, that took you know, that 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 um process started in twenty sixteen. That was like three or four years, and they got lucky because they, they were forced to rebuild slow. But the point is they had to make a lot of deci- good decisions. They had to get Jared Allen, yeah. draft um, uh, what's this kid, uh, Levert. They discovered Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. Um, I got drafted. Uh, similar to what we're doing. Was, similar to what we're doing. Right. <laughs> so that's what, but exactly leading into my point is that's what we're doing. We're having all these little successes. Like you got to stack up all these little successes. And like you talked about. You know, we've hit in the last three drafts. We've hit on on all four number one picks. Now, just to use a baseball analogy, we haven't hit a home run, right? Right. But we've we've hit. You know, we haven't missed. Uh, RJ is, is is you know he's a centerpiece. He's a franchise player. We we did well there. And like you said, Obi, you talked about it. he can play. It's just because of Randall, he's not getting the run. Right. But he talked about he can he can play if you put him in every day to play. He's gonna put up, you know, fifteen points a game easily. Um, and as you talked about quickly, you know, he's a rotation player. He's, a, you know, if he was on a team like Brooklyn or, 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 um, or, or, a be- or he played with a better super, get more wide open shots like his, like his uh, Kentucky teammate down in uh, Philly, uh, Maxi. Mm-hmm. He would be putting up better numbers too. And like you talked about, he's gotten better. He struggled a little, but yeah. part of that I blame on Randall. But now, like you talked about, he's doing, he's getting better closer yeah, to the rim, yeah, playing yeah. contact. So, so he's a player. Like he, he's a, he's a player. And you got Grimes. I mean, Grimes came in, and and, and, and he got minutes under Tibbs, under Tibbs. Like that kid is a solid three and D. Not comparing him to um, Clay Thompson, but but I'm saying like he's a guy who's who's, who's like a a really good three and D player. Yeah. Who could you know give you a little something more than just you know spot up shooting. But, I mean, the kid came in and he's already playing world-class defense. You got those guys. Then you talked about McBride. Listen, I'm not worried about McBride. Tibbs is crazy. Like, you heard Derek Rose say, like, like for a rookie, Tibbs is really intense. That's why it's good to have a guy like Rose on the team, a veteran, to, to be a buffer. But you talked about the G League, the guy's putting up numbers. And the other thing about McBride that people don't realize is he was a two-star player in high school, two-sport. He played football and basketball. He gave up football his senior year to, to focus on basketball. So, you know, he ended up extra year. He wasn't one and done. He played two years in, in college. Right. So, you know, he's a little raw versus the average NBA player. And you've seen that kid. He's a player. He's going to play. He, yeah. You know, he's going to, yeah. like you said, he's got stuff to work on. But, man, he's a second-round draft pick. Um, but he's going to be a player. And he talked about Jericho Sims. Like, kid was drafted 58th. Is this kid can just? Crazy. I mean, he's just making the roster is an accomplishment. And crazy. like you said, he's no Mitch, but he's a kid who he just saw he can come in and give you. And he he's a vertical threat on offense, mm-hmm. right? Because you got that kid can catch anything you throw up there. So the point is, the fans got to chill. All the mistakes they've made, right? Like I remember we argued about it last year. You got on my case about Randall, which I don't think was necessarily a horrible mistake. 
but I mean, but it was it, it wasn't a it wasn't a bad decision, and we can still flip Randall. You can still flip Randall, right? Sure. He, he's he's got value, and he's not like I said, he's not a Mari Stoudemire or Joe Kim Noah contract. Um, you know, Fournier, like I said, his contract's not bad, and the salary cap's going up next year, so it's going to look even more reasonable. And you know, like I said, everyone focuses on all the moves we didn't make, like we missed on Tyree's uh, Halliburton. Like I said, but we still, you know, we didn't hit a home run, but we, we, we connected on players, and now we got, you know, we got cap flexibility, and, and we're building something. And let me tell you, all these kids they brought in are all good kids. These are guys other players want to play with. People want to play with R.J. Barrett yeah, with a quickly because these are good guys. Absolutely, team basketball. These are the these ISO kids. And the last thing I want to say, sorry, I always go longer than I plan to. <laughs> I apologize ahead of time, but um. But like in the article, we also mentioned really quick about um, uh, Reddish. Like, listen, like we gave up nothing for Reddish. Knox, as much as we love Knox, it wasn't going to work out here. And if you notice, he hasn't done anything in Atlanta. You know, I still have hopes that he'll land somewhere else next year. But but here he was a, he was a bust, and you gave him up. And then what? A late first protect first that we didn't even want to use. We don't got room for for uh, a late first on this roster. And you got this kid who's the perfect fit. And listen, I don't know about you, Jay. Tell me what you think. But when I see that kid on the court, I mean, he looks like the prototypical small forward. I keep, the kid pops off the screen. Yeah. To yeah. me, when I see him, I see that talent, right? It's not just me. No, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. Like the, the shorts that he's been here. Before he's, he got hurt. Yeah, he's definitely and, and You saw him, he was hitting Jays. He can shoot he 90% from the free throw line. He's a 40% shooter from three. Like, you can see he's going to be a 43% shooter. He, he's creative at the rim, athletic as hell. And like you said, he's figuring out that he, he's got to play defense and he's got to be more focused. And you saw he was doing that before he got hurt. Yeah. So, like I said, you get on the, that kid, you're going to have him and RJ. That's scary. And like we talked about, um, you already got from that 2018 high school class you got four guys who are like top players, right? Quickly, um, Reddish, Barrett, and uh, and Grimes. Right, because Quickly was uh, <laughs> so, he was like Player of the Year for SEC, I think, or something like that, if, if I'm correctly. Well, yeah. well, 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 quickly, but I'm saying, but in high school, when they all came out, yeah, they were yeah, all like yeah. like kids. They were coming out, and, and Quickly was the one who was rated the lowest. He was like in the twenties, um, and, and but but a lot of people had Grimes in the top ten. They thought he was going to be a one and done. So anyway, the point is that we got the talent, we got we got all, we haven't done any of the dumb moves we've done in the past that ruined our cap for three or four years. We're 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 in a good place. Like I said, this yeah, year, yeah, yeah it would have been nice if we would have won more games, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I agree. I agree with you for the most part. I'm 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 gonna throw some counterparts in there, but um, but thank you for calling Please. in. Thank you for calling in. But I'm, Thanks, I'm, man. I'm gonna round right. out. I'm gonna round out everything you just said. But shout out to you. Shout. Thank you, Jay. All right. Shout out to my guy, Ken, uh, editor for the KOT show. All right. So, so he talked about a lot of good things, right? But, um, and we do have a lot of good things, right? Here's the, here are the good. So let's, let's, let's talk about this Tom Thibodeau situation, right? Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau is probably our best coach, sadly, and he, he's he's our best coach in years. Tom Thibodeau is our best coach in years. And I don't think that's 
my maybe our best coach since Van Gundy, right? And you know, I think us overachieving last year kind of solidifies that, right? Um, if you talk to the players, if you talk to the players, um, they'll all tell you that he has you prepared for every game, and they, he pushes you, and they rave about his work ethic. It's not it. it so, like, those are the good about Tibbs, right? And if even during his losing streak or the losing stretch, the team hasn't really quit on him. That's the good. Now, here's the bad about Tibbs, and this is and here and here's why it can get a little bit scary now, depending on what happens next. You, Tibbs, I do feel like Tibbs is a really good teacher because of his attention to detail. But we also seen situations where he puts people in adult house for entirely too long, and he's not—he doesn't adjust on the fly to certain situations, and he doesn't allow the rookies and sophomores sometimes to kind of spread their wings, even when they're having success. And that's the problem with Tibbs in a nutshell. It took the front office. To 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 uh to re- to recognize what's happening with Mitch Robinson to get Sims in the game. Sims could have been playing a long time ago, and not to say that Sims not to say that Sims was absolutely ready at the beginning of the season, but Sims probably could have been playing a month earlier, if anything, with all the time he was getting in the G League. And Tom Thibodeau refused to do that. Fast forward to the situation with Cam Reddish. We have Cam Reddish on his team who can just finish saying that he's looking like a, he's looking like he can be a piece. There's a lot of role potential there. He looks like a natural small forward. He has a jump shot when he sees his feet is set. He can get to the room with ease. It just seems like he has to work on his decision making. Under Tibbs, with Alec Burks here, with Evan Fournier here. That might not happen, and that's the scary part. So the news that just came out that said Tom Thibodeau is a lock to come back next season, it gets me worried, and it gets everybody worried. But there is there is a situation where, you know, the worry can disappear. And it's if the, if the front office did with Sims, Um, if they did that again in the offseason, that would be good. And, 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 and Ken alluded to this earlier. The Memphis Grizzlies cleared a pathway for John Morant to get the minutes that he needed so the coaches wouldn't rely on point guards. And that's the same thing that this front office has to do for us right now. So we can maximize at least some of the good qualities that Tibbs has. And keep him from shooting himself in the foot. We already know earlier this season that Alec Burks was on the trading block. And I thought for sure he was going. Right? But um, I, I guess the Knicks feel like he didn't get the assets that we needed. It should be a lot easier to trade Alec Burks in the offseason. Because he will be an expiring contract after next season. Because it's a team option for Alec Burks. So... If we plan on keeping Tom Thibodeau, because you already know Tom Thibodeau is Leon Rose's boy, and he's going to give him every chance to fail, this can work 
even with Tibbs' deficiencies, if we, we meaning the front office, does what they have to do and get a ring of, of Alec Burks or maybe Evan Fournier or whatever. But that has to happen for this to work. Otherwise, we can see ourselves being in the same situation next season where after the trade deadline, the front office is going to Tibbs again and going uh, bench Burks because we don't know what's going to happen. We need to see something. We need to see something real quick. Or if we get up to another slow start in the, in the second half of the season, in the first half of the season, I feel like Tom Thibodeau will be fired at that point. All right. Um, three callers up right now. So, uh, so we're going to talk about it. So shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to uh, Picks for Timmy. Shout out to Fritz Alessandro who's holding it down. Shout out to Jason M. Shout out to the Knicks Gas Oracle. And everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. And shout out to my guy, Starlight Roller, a.k.a. D-Nice. All right? Now, let's get to these. Let's let's, let's, let's get to it, man. Let, let's get to these callers because we got three callers in the queue. First caller up, I think we have Jason. We got, do we have Jason? The Lower East Side? Yeah, this is Jason. I have a question. That last caller was Ken T, right? Yep, that was Ken. Is it Ken Thibodeau? Is that like Thibodeau's cousin or something? <laughs> get out of here with that. I don't know what team he's watching. <laughs> He ain't watching this Knicks team with all that, oh, they have great young players. Yeah, we all think they have great young players. You know the problem is? Tibbs don't think they have great young players. It, it, it's, it's funny because Tibbs really compliments them in public, but then he doesn't back it up and play them on the floor. It's, like, interesting. No, and he helps them all game. And then the one player who he, he gives all his support to is Randall. You never see him yell at Randall. You see him yelling at all the other players and, oh, benching them, calling timeouts, pulling them. But Randall gets to do whatever he wants. Same thing with Burks. Fournier, he occasionally yells up. But Fournier, he gives the minutes to also. And Todd, all of them, all the vets, they can do whatever they want. This isn't a tough coach. He's only a tough coach on the young players. Yeah. And that's that's part of the problem is the inconsistencies with the young coach versus the veterans. And that has to be nipped in the bud. Like, you know, my job, man, my job, we have performance reviews. In the performance reviews, they tell you everything you do good and everything you do bad. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau, something is good. Uh, as out of timeout plays are bad. He doesn't play. He doesn't hold people accountable all the time. And maybe you know what? Maybe that's because of the Timberwolves thing. Because you know he got some heat when um, he was going that cat. So maybe he's gun shy now. Who knows? But he needs to. He, he needs to do that. What has done good this year? Hmm. What has Timberwolves done good this year? What has he done good this year? Ah, uh, if. I don't know what he's done good this year. I'll say, uh, this, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. Somehow, with us being 600 games under 500, this team is still playing hard. And I give him credit for that because under uh, when, when Fizdale was here, the team quit. The team absolutely quit. So I'll give him credit. Yeah, we're under 500, just to let you know. Yeah, so I'll give him credit for that. I'll give him credit for our defense actually cracking the top 10 again after having the business. Yeah, but defense is terrible for, like, the majority of the season. Right, and you, you can say that's because – you can say it's because – well, part of that is the front office with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. Part of that was Mitchell Robinson was was uh, injured until, what, all-star break? Like, the second yeah, half of the season of is the real Mitch. was playing – Nerlens Noel, who was looking at the time like Patrick Ewing on the Sonics, right? And and of Julius Randle, 
uh, quit on no, us no, for I'm half just the season. That's, why is the coach not part of that? Like, why are you going to just keep saying all these players? Why is the coach not part of that? Why is he not? Why didn't he change the lineup so that way he didn't have Fournier and Kemba at the same time if they both can't play defense together? Why is he throwing out there Taj when Taj looks like a shell of himself? Why isn't he giving um, Sims a try when he actually looked good, especially when you're playing against big centers? Why is he not holding Rand? There's a lot of things. I, I don't want to, like, go off on all these different things he didn't do, but I just can't stand when people come play, say, well, you know, these players are playing bad. These players are doing this. Okay, and he's the coach. He can make changes. Now you're right. And, like, the fact that a lot of players are saying, like, a lot of people are like, you know, the front office has to get, like, the front office has to get rid of these guys, so he has to play. What does that tell you that you're saying that the front office has to get rid of players because you're scared that the coach doesn't know the right players to play? What does that say about the coach? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean you're not a big Tibbs fan. So I'm not really arguing with you because you're not like a, you're not like there's some Tibbs apologist. Like, you're not really a Tibbs apologist. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just getting my frustration out because it's like today was a terrible day for the Knicks, and and today's game means nothing. They play a G League team in Josh Hart. <laughs> okay, this team is as good as the team that, that McBride was dropping 40 on, okay? Yeah, listen, man. I, I'm, I'm looking for the positive in these games. RJ dropped 30. McBride got some run. I still want to see McBride actually handle the ball more. I feel like that will make me a lot happier, honestly. And I want to see Obi play a little bit more minutes in 15 minutes of the game. Friday, right? Huh? You know what's going to happen Friday, right? What's going to happen? Grimes going to come back. Grimes going to come back. probably going to be in Exactly. Exactly. And I, you heard me say that a little bit earlier. I don't know how, how I don't know when you tuned in, but I said the exact thing. Like, Grimes is coming back, and it, that might be a wrap for McBride. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I was very frustrated. I think they were smart in that, you know, Leon Rose used to be an agent. He knows how to leak news. I think they leaked the news today because they knew they're playing the worst team in the NBA. And if you look at in terms of who's actually playing, this is the worst team in the NBA we played today because they're not playing a single, like, player except for Josh Hart that's, like, an NBA player. Facts. So they knew, oh, we got this, we got this team, and then we're going to play the Wizards. The Wizards are not that good, too. You know, we leak the story out, everyone gets mad, but then they'll be happy when we win because we're going to beat the freaking Trailblazers. Now you're right, man. And then on Sunday, when we, when we play the Jazz, and he plays out, he runs out, he runs Burks for the whole fourth quarter or whatever. He plays the whole... The second, the start of the whole fourth quarter and does the same thing. Probably plays Taj a bit because you know he's gonna, he can't, he can't resist the urge to play Taj. Yeah. Then, then we're gonna, then, then everyone's gonna come back on the fire. I mean, it's most people already on the fire tip stream, but you know. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, this will be my last thing I'll say. What drives me crazy is you have a lot of these people that are like, you know, we want to have stability and continuity, stability, stability. How like, stability? So what's going to happen when next year the team gets off to a bad start and they end up firing him in February? You think that's good for stability? Because <laughs> you know, like once it goes bad next year, he's going to be gone. He's going to have a half a season. He's going to have a half a season. I, 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 yeah, it's bad. It's worse to fire him halfway through the season than to fire him in the offseason right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little conflicted, man. Like, I get why. I Yo. I get why everybody wants Tibbs fired because he has done a long run. Because you know me. I, you know me. I'm not. I want stability too, but I'm also watching this going, why Why hasn't he changed things up? And that's the conundrum here with me. That's the conundrum here with me. So it's like, if, if there was like Tibbs is getting fired, 
I just be like, I wouldn't be upset. I'm not gonna leave for a lot. I wouldn't be like throwing my hands up. A lot of people still want him to stay there. Like, yeah, no, he should stay. He just, you know, he has to adjust some things next season. He doesn't adjust. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. He's not gonna change. Right. So don't tell me he has to change something next season because you're gonna see the same thing next season. I feel you. I like feel what? You think Jalen Brunson's gonna all of a sudden become Chris? He's not Chris Paul. Yeah, Jalen Brunson Jaylen being Brunson. our savior is he's funny. He's not gonna different. He's not gonna be that. He's not gonna be our savior. Jalen Brunson is not the savior. But yeah, yeah, I agree. With yeah, people, like, you think they'll come in and like change the whole team? I, I no, they're gonna do the same thing in the fourth quarter they do now. You're gonna have to trade. <laughs> you're gonna have to trade for a point guard or grow him from within. That's really what it is. But yo, salute, salute to you, man. Yo, thanks. I know you got some steam off. Somebody was like, bring Ken back so we can have a battle, a battle. <laughs> no, I don't want to do battle. No more battle of the fans. I'm, I don't want the energy for that, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to person like crazy. You know. I feel you. I feel you. Ken is kind of chill. I don't feel like Ken is like a battler anyway. He's kind of like laid back. He's an optimist. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I mean, there's a lot to be optimistic optimistic about, but I, I I agree with both sides, and I've talked I've talked about both sides on this program, so I'm not even trying to play the fence. I really can see both sides of this. Yo, salute to you, man. Thanks for calling. I'm, I'm gonna get the next caller in a second, man. But but yeah, I'm kind of like if, if Tibbs was fired, I would get it, man. I would get it. I would absolutely get it. If he's not fired, and he's not going to be fired, I'm holding out hope that he can, that the front office kind of puts him in position to, to be better. And I understand what Jason is says. Why? Why would the front office? Because there's certain there's certain coaches who lean towards more more turns, veterans and kids. And I, I I just feel like I still feel like it can possibly work. But like you said, there there has to be things that has to be done. If it's left to tips, total tips control with no input from anybody else, then I think we're gonna be in trouble. <sighs> so I'm just at this point. I'm just hoping it all works out, man. I'm hoping it all works out. We trade Alec Burks, um, maybe move Fournier together, and we get some input from the front office, and see where it goes. At the end of the day, though, I still feel like even with Tibbs here and even with that perfect scenario, we still need some offensive coordination help. I still feel like we kind of fall short on that. So ultimately, I still kind of feel like I, I still kind of feel like eventually we're going to have to move on from Tibbs. Um, obviously, I feel like he's like a foundational guy, yo. Kind of like the Golden State Warriors situation. Uh, honestly. But uh, sh- shout out to the callers, shout out to everybody in chat, shout out to Prezi the Balls, shout out to uh, D Nice, Picks with Timmy, everybody else is rocking the KOT show. Next caller up, we got Mike from Michigan. What up, though? Zay Allen. <laughs> What's going on, Mike, man? Yeah, the real Mike from Michigan, man. Just want to take that game. Well, I didn't get to see the game today. Um, I got, you know, I got a. Uh, my parents take it like a stream uh the MSC network on, but you know, I I ain't uh, getting a chance to watch it. I just saw the stats. Okay, okay. But I did get to listen in. I did get to listen in as far as the the Kevin debate. Uh I did get to hear about Mitch, the the situation mm-hmm. Mitch, I'm glad getting time. And uh I wanna see our young guys playing man. I think uh I touched on this the last couple of times I caught. You know, uh, I really wanna see our young guys get a chance to play. 
I'm with you as far as tips go. Man, I'm like, you know, it, I figure we we know where we at by the first month of the season, which is unfortunate. Hold on, hold on like one second, Mike. Oh, your 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 your, yeah. your volume is like sometimes you're clear and sometimes it's like. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me adjust this Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me go. a little bit better now? Yeah. There you go. Okay. So I was saying, I'm with my man as far as the the skepticism on tips. But uh, I think we're going to see where we're at. We're going to know where we're at pretty quickly about a month into the season, which is unfortunate because, like my man said, at that point, we might have to fire this dude midseason next year. But I think we kind of stuck. I think we kind of stuck by him, you know, by him performing the way he did last year. He took that team that, uh, what was my man? My man, the tank commander. Uh, uh, for, uh, Fisdale? Emmanuel Moody ain't him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he took yeah he took Fizz team man and got Fizz team with a bunch of you know uh, veterans that we just you know basically got you know coming on short contracts when we got uh my man uh, Burks we just grabbed Burks out of nowhere mm-hmm. we grabbed uh, Noel out of nowhere last year we kind of just threw them together kind of just threw them together guys that will come play you know New York to throw the roster together and he got them to the playoffs so I gotta respect him for that right gotta respect him for that so. You know, I, I think his leash. I think that got him through at least the end of this year. Yeah, me too. As far as the security go, me too. But uh, the the, the roster that he got now, man, is, is light years ahead of where we was at with Fizdale, and so he got to recognize that and and he got to adjust accordingly. Now, as far as Tibbs being a a long term NBA coach, I you know I give him his respect. He got a lot of wins, but he has not won anything as far as championship. Yeah, See what I'm saying so. So there's. So there's still room for growth, and there's still room to, to adjust what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, it's okay to be, you know, rigid in certain things, like the defense, things like that. That's cool. But that rotation, when you see you got talent on, on the bench like that, and, and you can run, you can run, yeah. you know, at least nine, ten deep. You can do that and, and, and not have a drop-off as far as the talent. You know what I'm saying? And just you can match based on the team. If he if he does that next year coming out the gate, I think we good. If not, I'm gonna be in panic mode. That's all I got, man. I'm gonna let you know I'm gonna be in panic mode. Oh, oh. And before I go, you know I gotta always say, hey, we gotta move Randall in the off season. Pay that man for services rendered. Get him up out of here. That's all I got. All right, Mike. All right, man. Mike. Appreciate you ca- appreciate you taking the call, man. All right, man. Appreciate. All right. Gunshots, man. Yeah, yo, coach got everybody nervous out here, bro. Coach, out everybody nervous out here. He ended with the Randall. Because it's funny because Randall, you know what's funny? I kind of do feel like with Tom Thibodeau does, definitely has his faults, and he definitely did a lot of BS, right? Like, he definitely did a lot of BS. But I do, I do feel like Mitchell Robinson being hurt definitely hurt our defense. But I also feel like him not playing Deuce McBride in certain situations or just another point guard in general switch things up um also put us in certain situations but i feel like if McBride, i feel like having if mitch if mitch is back having mitch here from the beginning of the season is going to help us tremendously it might help us get off to a better start next season for sure if most of our team is intact um so we'll see what happens but also man this julius randall thing julius randall I, you saw me pull up a graphic earlier 
Julius Randle, after sucking for half a season, has been balling. Now, granted, today, he didn't have, like, a great shooting day. But even today, Randle had 20 points, almost a triple-double on a bad shooting night. This man shot 5 of 18, 27% from the field, but had 7 assists, led the team in assists on the night, and 9 rebounds and 20 points. Just because um, he got to the line a lot, 10, 10 to 12 from the free throw line. And it's funny because I feel like in the second half of the season, he's starting to change his game a little bit, and he's starting to manipulate. I feel like he's been watching, I feel like he's been watching CP, CP and them, CP meaning Chris Paul. And he's been using that little swipe through move to be, to get himself to the line a lot, and getting some cheap foul. So, if here's my thing, if the if the Knicks are planning on keeping Tom Thibodeau, to me that also signals that Julius Randle is going to be here, unless something happens. With like uh, maybe Donovan Mitchell is available or something like that. That's the only time I can maybe see something happen. And they're like, oh, we gotta move on that, and we gotta uh, we gotta put Julius Randle in the trade. But Julius Randle, man, he he's been playing well, man. I, I just it sucks that he hasn't been doing this the entire time because he looks like a completely different player now and averaging twenty seven points. This month, Fritz says, "Can I be the killer in the queue?" I'm not a Tibbs fan. All right, Tibbs got some smoke. I mean, Fritz has some smoke for Tibbs. Let's go, Fritz. Hey, what's up? What's up, JL? What's going on, Fritz? Um, yeah, I, um, yeah. On the on the debate of Tibbs, I I'm on the side of him not coming back next year, and I think it, when uh when Leon came in. Um, he was talking big things, and he he kind of put the dream team together. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're seeing Kenny Payne maybe out the door. You see Woodson yeah. out the door. Um, those are the those are the those were the guys that that the players played for. And now I think I think you have to elevate Johnny Bryan at this at this point and let him. Let him have a fair shot with his own staff. Like, if you bring back Tibbs next year, at best half a season, he's going to last. Let, let let him have his training camp. Let him put his staff together. Don't let him mid-season try to um, throw something together. Just let him have his time. Tibbs can't. Tibbs Tibbs time is 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 limited. Is limited. Without those coaches, I, I don't see it. I don't. You, you know what? It's, Who does he have left? You know what, though? I will say this. I don't remember saying promote Johnny Bryant, promote Johnny Bryant, and I will give that a, I will give that a, I will get another, I will give that a chance if you know it's like mid season. Like say we get little tips mid season, next season, I will let um, Johnny Bryant go. Mm-hmm. But if we end up going to the like the end of the next season or something, and then we move him, I would. I think if we call Woodson back, I feel like he would take it. I think he would I've, take I, it. I'm I'm wondering why he even went. Because he wants to be a, he uh, wants to like, be a head coach. 
I could. I, I feel like Woodson was kind of like the because now I'm, my mind is going back to when everything was happening. I kind of feel like Woodson was like the was the was supposed to be the safety net just in case we had to blow it up. Then you have a head coach in here who's had experience here, had experience with New York, and has the respect of the team and the players. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yo, I, I think I don't even know why I even think about that until just now. I think I'll give Woodson a call, and I think he would take it. Hmm. That's just, yeah, that's I just I think this summer I think the Knicks the Knicks got they're gonna do something they're gonna do something big I don't they can't do go another off season without a point guard without something substantial and you can yeah, say that this has to be the summer. You can say that, but you can only do what the market allows you to do, man. That's the that's the that's the yeah. thing. Like everybody's yeah. talking about Donovan Mitchell, but whatever, whatever. Is, but unless he's available, yeah. you can't do nothing. The Knicks planned on moving Alex yeah. Burks to the deadline, but they wanted a pick or something in return, and the market said, "No, we're not giving you a pick." Which yeah. is why Alec Burks yeah. is still here, and Cam Reddish was in the position he was in. So it's like it doesn't matter what the plans are. Like, what does the market say the plans are? The, yeah. the market has to agree with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the front the front office has been very risk averse. They've been like, you know, yeah, dotting their eyes, crossing their T's, and but at the same time, there's been opportunities for, for Knicks to make a splash if they were willing to to take a risk. And every time they always passed. Like when like for the pick for Lomelo. Charlotte was trying to give up that pick. They did. They really didn't want that pick. Um, they were just asking for another one, An, you know, another first. Yeah. Knicks wasn't giving it up. Yeah. But now you look back at it, it it was it was open. It was available for them. Um, at, at this point, you just can't you just can't sit on your hands and just wait for the the perfect trade that everybody just it's just gonna it's just gonna be great. At this point, you may have to go and do one of those, you know, mellow type trades that you didn't want to do before. Yeah, maybe, man. Like, maybe it depends. It depends on who's available. Like, this this, this league is this league is assets and timing, man. It's assets and timing. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to keep building your assets. Yeah, it's almost like the stock market or the real estate market. It's like you load up on assets, right? You load up on assets and you wait, and you wait, and now everybody's looking mm-hmm. at. Looking at the stock market right now, and they're like, should you catch our tips in? Nah, I'm gonna just wait. And then when the market crashes, you just yeah. buy up everything. And I guess that's kind of what the Knicks are. Like we stack, we stack up. You gotta stock up on young players yeah. and 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 draft picks and wait for the market. Wait for the market. And yeah. when the market crashes, I think a lot of people are looking at this. When the market crashes, the market crashes mm-hmm. could be like a you know, uh, the market crashing would be like our version of a a, a disgruntled player. Put your chips in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cash out, like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think this summer, I, I know a lot of people look at this Mitch situation. It's like how did Mitch not offer you know twelve million a year for Mitch? Mitch is worth it, but the Knicks once once you get Mitch four years, you, you're you're kind of stuck with him. He's not so easy to move at that point. I don't think the Knicks want to be stuck with anyone, and and I think if Mitch wants to go, I think the Knicks will help him. 
It's like, hey, you want to go to Detroit? We'll get you 20. I will get you 20 from Detroit, you know, sign and trade. Um, yeah, but Detroit, we don't want to from Detroit that Detroit is willing to give. That's like the thing. No, no, you, you, can get a, you can get an exception from Detroit. Like, I think the Knicks will get an exception. They're like, hey, sign and trade for Mitch, and we'll get an $18 million exception to use whenever we want down the road. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think the Knicks just want the four-year thing. I think that's probably the point that scares the Knicks. I got, I can see I can see that because even if you look at the, the Knicks's uh, the Knicks uh, reputation or did a pattern, they're giving uh, options. So I feel like if we were to give Mitch <laughs> four years, if that's what the, it's, that fourth year is going to be team option. It's always there's always an option with every contract <laughs> that we. So if it's, if it's three years, it's going to be two years in the third option. If it's four years, it's going to be three years in the fourth option. Yeah. That's the that's been the pattern from this Knicks front office. So I kind of agree with you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the summer. I'm 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 one of those people thinking that that uh, Tibbs is gonna gracefully bow out. I know he he wants to fight. I know he wants to fight, but I just I just don't see him lasting. Yeah, man. He got that color purple fight in him. He's not trying to go down. I'm like, yo, go down, Tibbs. Like, you don't have to fight all your life. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you don't got to do it. <laughs> Let the young kids play, man. Yeah, basically. But, like, I get it, though. Yeah, that's that's all I want to have. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Um, shout out to the chat. The, you know, to the chat. Um, I don't know. Just weigh in the chat is which way you want to go. <laughs> yeah, man. What's, 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 once again, impromptu poll. One, if you want to keep Tibbs, type a one. If you want to get rid of Tibbs, type two. Let us know what you think in the chats. I want to see some ones and twos up in the chat. Yeah, man. All my life I had to fight. I'm not even going to lie, though. It's like, for, for, for me, if you're, if you're a competitor, if you're a coach, or if you're a player and you want to quit, I don't want you on my team anyway, so I don't even blame the coaches or the players. I feel like the front office has to wave the, wave the white flag because they have the more long-term outlook on the team. The, the the coach and the players are a little bit too close to things. You know what I mean? You got a two. You got a one. You got a two. You got a two. Is he fighting though with McBride on the bench? Nah, my boy is ignorant too. <laughs> Picks for Timmy is not having it. Two. After Fizdale, uh, NY was reluctant to take a rookie coach. Facts, man. That's why I feel like we had that. We that's, that's why I feel like we even hired uh, Woodson, man. Woodson was supposed to be the failsafe, but now he's gone. Kenny, Kenny Payne looked like he's about to be poached as well, and he might be going to Louisville. So that's gonna suck because that was our big man guy, man. I, that's gonna hurt to lose Kenny. That's really gonna hurt. Deuce Mob in the building, nick him up with 0.5. All right, all right. I see. I feel like the two kind of have it. Will Smarin says you have to let a coach cook. How many different coaches have we had? Yeah, man, we have a carousel of coaches over here. It's kind of been like 
one after another, which is why I'm so torn. And you guys, you guys see me on the show when everybody was saying fire Tibbs, I was holding on, man. I was holding on because I was just like, I do not want to go through that carousel of coaches again. For sure. <sighs> but yeah. Yeah, man. All I'll say is good news is wrap to wrap up the show. I'm still happy we got RJ Barrett here. He's giving you 30 points a game. He's creeping up on average in 20 a game. I mean, he's averaging 24 points a game right now at this instant. But RJ Barrett, the way he's playing now, is looking like he's about to average 20 points a game. Right now, he's at 19.3. So he can very conceivably end up averaging 20 points a game at the end of the season. A shout out to RJ Barrett. Uh, next call up, we got Tell him on the phone. All right, let's go. Tell him. Let us know what you're talking about, sir. Testing. 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 Yes. yes. Hey, how you doing tonight, Jay Ellis? How you doing tonight, KOT Show? Now, boom. This the reason why I call is to hype hype up next game. But I just want to address the news that the coach. Is expected to return. I think that this is a bad look. I like continuity. I think that could be sexy for long-term building. Right. But I think we all can see the cancer. We see it. It's <laughs> clear. It's obvious. And it's it's sad. I'm not gonna lie. It's sad because Coach Thibs is getting himself fired. The adjustments that he needs to make, if they're done, he can save his job. Yeah. But let's be real, Jay Ellis. Is Coach Tibbs going to do the necessary adjustments that he has needed to do for almost two seasons to keep his job for a third full season? No. Yes or no? No, I mean, we've been complaining about adjustments since last season. Right, right, right. Yo, we started Alfred Payton until the All-Star break. Came out of the All-Star break and continued to start him. Finally, at the end of the regular season, started to bench him a little bit. And guess who started game one of the playoffs? The same clown that we knew wasn't good enough. Yeah. He... Turned us against Elf, and Elf isn't even that bad of a player. But we just knew that he couldn't be the starting guard for us. Yeah. But the coach didn't know that. The coach didn't know that. It took the coach till the third quarter of game one in the playoffs to finally start starting Derrick Rose. Yep. It's, it's too late. It's too late. So I'm sorry. The guy got himself fired. I just want to make that abundantly clear. There will be zero player development if we keep him. Cam Reddish will be a bum. Obi Toppin will be a bum. Deuce will not get loose. We don't want any of those things. We don't have enough talent to waste those guys. They need to develop. Yeah. And if not develop, at least be given the minutes, the minutos, to try and develop. Yeah. And he's not going to give them that. He's still lying to the freaking media. He's still finessing. Oh, um, because, you know, they ask him. They always press him. You know, Berman be up in that. You know what I'm saying? Berman That's be getting them. Yo, what's up with the minutes for the babies? What's up with the, with the, with the minutes difference with the veterans That's and the babies? Fact. You know him, Coach Tibbs. Here we go. <clears throat> Minutes are earned here. Minutes are earned. You know, <laughs> minutes are not earned on the New York Knicks. Minutes are not earned here. Minutes are distributed based off of seniority. For two years now, minutes have been given based off of seniority. Oh They're not God. based off of who can help the team or not. Minutes are not earned. I don't know why he, he keeps lying to the media, and I don't know why the media keeps falling for it. I want to see a follow-up question of, no, minutes are not earned, Coach Tibbs, and then he'll probably cut them off the screen. But somebody needs to challenge him and tell him, minutes are not earned here. Why are you lying to us? Minutes are giving based off of years of service. So now let's get to the nitty-gritty. Why really cool? 
Because I look at the schedule, JL. Oh, yeah, and we I'm see excited. it. We because see it. Next game. Yeah. yeah, you see you it. See it. it we see it. Let's take it go. We, we see it. it. We see it. Washington Wizards in the Garden. Next game, we're going against the Snake. Let's go. Chris, Porzingis, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Let's go. I can't wait till he's in the garden. I can't wait to boo from jump before jump ball because you know they're gonna say his name and number six, seven foot three, <laughs> first time four They're gonna say it quickly. They they try not to say it long. We're gonna be booing hard, boo. I'm gonna be booing so hard just like the first time he pulled up oh, when hey. um that was the same day that actually Melo came back into the league and Portland signed him. I never forget that day. We gotta win. We gotta win that day. Definitely so do. boy, I'm gonna be booing. I'm going to be excited to watch KP. I know he's going to play poorly. There's no Bradley Beal. There's no Luka to save him this time nope. around. And just in general, the Wizards are underperforming. So I think that's a second dub for us. And, you know, I'm ready to smoke on that Chris Tass Porzingis pack, baby. Facts. Straight up. Facts. You know what it is. Yo, J. Ellis, keep cooking and let me know your thoughts, man. Holler back. Man. Uh, that's a five. Is that a five? I think that was a five. I think that was a five. Um, yeah, so here's here's the thing. I'm clipping that call. I'm clipping that call. I'm clipping that call. Hey Fritz, if you clip the if you Fritz, if you clip this fall call first, please do. Cause I'm a I'm a I'm a clip this call. Make sure you get the Berman Tom Thibodeau imitation in there. I'm posting it on Twitter and I'm tagging Berman. Alright? I'm posting it on Twitter and I'm tagging Berman. All right. <laughs> and tell him Alejandro, you're absolutely right. I am worried about his adjustments, which is why I kind of even led with like the only, the only reason I might be okay with it is if the front office takes away his crutches his crutches being Alec Burks and other guys. But even with them taking away his crutches, they're still going to be um, less runway for Obi Toppin to get some burn. Like no matter how we no matter how we slice it. So, like I said, I can see both sides of this fence, man. And it's like if Tips was gone, I wouldn't be like pissed. I I'd just be like, well. I get it. <laughs> like I, I would be like, I wouldn't be like, he I'm like, because we need a guy who's gonna actually, you know, I, play more of the youth. And you can play the other side of the fence and say, you know, well, he developed RJ, he developed Mitch, Grimes is a good player because that's that's what Tibbs points to. He's like, well, these guys are young, and they're doing well, and Sims is doing so. He's gonna point to that. But we really have to really push to see what we have in in Cam Reddish. And Obi Toppin in particular, and take advantage of more moments when those guys are playing well to lead those guys in the game longer than ten minutes at times. Like they can't, there shouldn't be a cap. They shouldn't be ten minutes no matter what. Like if Vandal is playing bad, have Obi in the game if he's cooking. That's all I have to say about that. But um. I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, we definitely got to clip that call and me putting that on Twitter because that joint was hilarious. Putting it on Twitter and I'm putting it on. Yeah, that was that was um, that was that was amazing. <laughs> that was. <laughs> yo, salute, yo, salute. First of all, salute to everybody's welcome to the KOT show. We have fun breakdowns, and um, 
if you don't want to stay for me, yo, stay for the chat and the people who rock with me, man, because they'd be hilarious. Shout out to Tell Alejandro. Shout out to Pigs with Timmy. Shout out to Nick Yak. Shout out to Fritz, the best mod in town. Jason M. Uh, Prez the Boss. Uh, Starlight Roller. Uh, Winston. Winston Aracena. Welcome back, um, Wilson. I, I feel like I haven't seen Wilson in a minute. Sang Freud. Jim, germ warfare peace my Nick's family peace to you germ welfare. I don't think I've seen you before but welcome Welcome to Nick and Tom show and if you like the show, please hit the like button Please please hit the subscribe button and um, oh yeah I forgot to comment on the last thing the basketball gods have granted us one more wish Before the season was over because Chris Tats the snake Przingis was dodging the smoke When he was dodging the smoke all year playing with Dallas. Oh, I'm injured. I can't play. But now he's back. Now he's with the Wizards. And we get to boo him. Once again. Because we've been saving all this boo energy up in the chest. And it's time to release all that boo energy out. I'm going to sleep booing. I'm going to sleep tonight. Practicing my boo octaves. Just so when I see KP. I can boo at the TV with the, prop the appropriate passion. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> man wilson says i watch it on replay salute to you wilson it's been a minute since i've seen you in the actual chat but if you're watching on replay watching the chat i appreciate you uh either way man <laughs> all right <laughs> either way i appreciate you but yo that is our show Um, next, next day, next game will be Friday. Hopefully we'll have, uh, hopefully Ryan G will be here. Ryan G was sick at the last minute. He was supposed to be here, but he got sick. So, uh, shout out to my guy, Ryan G. Get well soon, sir. Hopefully we'll see you on Friday. And let's see, what else? What else? I'm hoping to have Raw back too. Last Sunday, I was supposed to have, Sunday was, uh, Raw, uh, Raw's daughter's birthday. I was trying to stream on Sunday. But I couldn't because of technical difficulties. But uh, maybe we'll have Raw back for the Sunday game versus the Jazz. So we will see about that. And I think it's time to have a primer show for. I know March Madness is coming. I'm gonna try to get my guy, my 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 uh my guy up here to, to talk about the the prospects because I know he's been watching prospects since early. He's been watching prospects since uh. September. Wilson says, "Great show, love the energy. Appreciate you, Wilson. Peace, 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 peace to everybody in the chat. All right, and don't forget to comment after the show. It helps all the algorithms. Algorithm helps KOT get to the top. All right, so that is our show. And as always, shout out the worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in Knicks Nation and for Tom Thibodeau and company, all right? That is our show. We are out of here. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to Knicks Nation. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.